0: hello everybody welcome to the joe cunningham show this is a remote show it's not going to be the full show i'm currently in atlanta georgia and i am working on just kind of making sense of the stuff that's happening so i'm at eric erickson's gathering eric erickson is the guy who hired me to red state about 10 years ago now and uh He's held gatherings. He started them at Red State. He eventually went off from Red State, did his own thing, held some gatherings. Now he's holding one this year tied into his radio show. And when I heard Eric was, was doing this, I wanted to, to jump in pretty uh, and, and, and and catch what he was doing because he, he has several of the Republican candidates here. Now, he doesn't have Donald Trump coming. Uh, actually, there is, as he explained— uh, this little quirk in Georgia law where basically if Trump shows up and the DA finds out that he's in the state because he hasn't been arraigned, they can show up and arrest him. So they could very well show up on stage and arrest him. Now, Trump has also made clear he's, he's not willing to share the stage with his opponents. In fact, just today announced he's not going to do the debate next week. Instead, he's going to um He's going to do a separate interview at the same time with Tucker Carlson. So he's going to offer competing uh, programming, which I think is interesting, although not the wisest move. But it is Donald Trump's show. He can do what he wants. But several of the candidates are speaking. By the time you'll hear this, we will have heard from four of them today. Um. Tim Scott, Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, and Nikki Haley. Two of those candidates in particular I want to focus on because they have said some things that I find very interesting, and I think it's worth noting the stuff that they're talking about. Tim Scott spoke for a long time on one of the thing, one of the issues that really riles him up a bit, and that is this perception by the left that a successful black man is an exception. And Scott says, "Look, in the day and age that we live in, uh, a successful black person is not. Uh, it's." It's the way things are. We have moved on as a country to the point where there are so many successful black Americans, and we have uh, very few opportunities, or we we see very few of them really getting held back uh, as much as we did, say, a generation or two ago. And that's one thing that gets him up, but also one thing that he's very passionate about is the idea of school choice. In fact, during his speech today, he mentioned that he wants to see school choice in every single zip code. Now, you know, in Lafayette, Louisiana, we have a magnet school system. It is a system of school choice. If you want to get your child into a career pathway, you absolutely can do that. And we want to see more school choice initiatives, whatever they look like, across the country. And... I think that is such a a great initiative to try to take on, and it's something I've said before that Republicans should really embrace. Now, along with that is Ron DeSantis, and DeSantis is really playing it without getting too much into the super woke stuff. DeSantis did talk a lot about the left trying to keep parents out of education, And between what he's done in Florida and what Tim Scott wants to do in terms of bringing school choice around, I think this is probably a really good platform for the Republican Party as a whole to adopt. Now, we see threats to this platform from within the Republican Party, much less from the Democrats and their teacher union allies and all that. But one of the things that that DeSantis really talked about that resonated with me was the fact that the left and the teachers' unions, they were working so hard to just keep parents out of education. It's not just about the trans stuff or the critical race theory or anything. The schools, the districts, the teachers, and the unions, they were offended that parents wanted to be involved at all. Which I can tell you as somebody who spent so much time In the school system, the number one issue holding students back is lack of parental involvement. And I think it's such a disservice to students for there to be this active push by the Democrats, by the unions, to keep parents from being involved, to get the DOJ to investigate parents and parental groups that were trying to get involved in their kids' educations. And I think it's really backwards for the Democrats, for the left, to really look at education and say, no, parents, you need not be involved. The state's got it. Talk to any teachers in any school, especially schools in major cities and more urban areas, and they'll tell you the same thing. The, t- the parents that show up to parent-teacher conferences, that show up to open house, that uh, communicate with teachers, those are the parents whose kids don't have to worry by and large. It's the kids whose parents aren't involved that typically are the problems. The The kids who either come from a broken home or the kids whose parents just don't care, those are the kids who struggle the most in school, who cause the most problems in the classroom. And these are kids that are that, End up most of the time being largely on a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, the kids that end up being uh, largely unable to attain really any sort of success in the in an educational environment because they don't have anybody at home pushing them, being involved, and so for the left to push against the idea that parents should be involved and should have an understanding of what's going on in the classroom and in the schools with the curriculum, and everything like that completely pushes back on this idea that we want parents to be involved, and we really, really need parents to be involved. The lack of parental involvement is such a danger to education. Part of the thing that we realized with COVID and part of the thing that drove parents around the country so crazy was the fact that their kids were sent home to do remote learning And for the first time, a lot of parents saw what was going on in the classroom, what was going on with what teachers were doing, what was happening in the curricula. And parents had enough. And so parents started, you know, getting more involved and they wanted to see some of this stuff, some of the extreme stuff taken out. But more importantly, they just wanted to be involved. And the fact that they are just offends the Democrats right now. That's why I want to see... These platforms kind of explore. I don't want to necessarily get too far into the woke stuff. I think it's something greater than the woke stuff, greater than CRT or, or DEI or any of, of the, the the trans stuff, anything like that. It's greater than that. It's a deeper issue than that. The Democrats and the teachers, they don't want the state to be questioned. They want the parents to just leave it up to them, and that is not how the system should work. You cannot have a society where parents are hands-off. You need a society where the parents are hands-on who show and set a good example for students. You, you want parents to be there to be backup for the teachers, Now, there are some parents who were involved who are absolute nightmares for teachers. Their little babies can do no wrong and the teachers are just the evil ones. And that's not fair to the teachers. But the teachers who have the biggest problems with students are teachers who are not getting any sort of response from home. And I really think that this is an angle, like I said, that the Republican Party can hit on and they can hit on so well. And we really need for that to be the case going forward. I'm glad to hear Tim Scott talking about school choice, talking about bringing choice, bringing educational opportunity to students, regardless of, of race or income, socioeconomic level, anything like that. Every student deserves a choice. I'm glad to hear Ron DeSantis say that not that we need to get rid of DEI and, and CRT and the trans stuff, but just to say we need parents to be involved. When we do, we need parents to be involved from the jump to take an active part in their child's education. And it's so, so valuable to hear that coming from two really good candidates up on the stage. Now, as we continue to go through the weekend... Uh, I will probably write some stuff. I may or may not record something else. Um, I'm probably not going to get any interviews with the candidates uh, simply because of their schedules and everything like that. But just listening to it's a very, very different thing. It's a very, very different experience to uh, hear their clips from speeches or watch their speeches and then to see them on a stage having a conversation with a moderator like Eric and having this kind of conversation on the things that are important to them and their campaigns without the distraction, really, of Donald Trump and his legal issues and, and just the bombasty that is Donald Trump anyway. You get to really know and understand these candidates a lot more when all that distraction is out of the way. So kudos to Eric for getting that done. But really... Kudos to Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis for bringing the education issue forward, but kudos to all the candidates who are coming here to speak, who are willing to share their viewpoints on a lot of these key issues and the issues that are really affecting the country, because going forward, it doesn't matter, white, black, rich, poor, whatever, Every American is struggling right now in some way, shape or form, and we need candidates that are focused on helping Americans, not following some blind ideological cause like the Biden administration does. We want a candidate who is focused on helping the American people, not helping the rich, white, educated get their pet projects across the finish line. And that's what Joe Biden has been doing, and that's what the Republicans are trying to put a stop to. I highly, highly recommend, and I'll, I may share them up on Substack. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, JoeCunninghamShow.Substack.com for those of you who don't uh, access the podcast through there. But uh, it's really worth going and listening to what these candidates have to say about these issues separate from the former president and really getting to understand what it is they want to do as president. You guys have a great one. That's it for me for this little mini podcast update. I say mini, it's about 12 minutes long, but that's okay. Uh, if you want, follow me on Twitter, Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at redstate.com. And like I said, Joe Cunningham Show dot uh, dot com. You can find the podcast, find my columns and stuff there. I'll talk to you guys again soon here on The Joe Cunningham Show.